Hey, I'm excited today. We are going to kick off a brand new series for the next three weeks, and, and, and we've titled it Blessed. Come on, everybody say blessed. Yeah. Let me ask you today a rhetorical question. Anybody blessed in the room? Yeah. All right. Listen, if you drove a vehicle to get to church this morning, you're blessed. I mean, we're, we're the top 3% of the world. And uh, it, man, it's amazing how God has blessed us. And this is definitely a month where we consider the blessings of God and, and we're thankful and grateful and we spend time thanking God for all he's done. But with blessing comes a huge responsibility. And, and, and I, over the next few weeks, I want to talk about how not we experience the blessings of God, but what we do in regard to living a blessed life. And I think what's interesting is we throw this word blessed around a lot, don't we? I mean, we get that new car. Come on, man. I'm blessed. You know, look at my family. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I mean, come on, you see, here's somebody sneeze. Come on, bless you. You know, we, that, that, word, that, that word bless, we just hashtag bless, you know. I mean, it's just, it just floats around, and what does it all mean? And, and, and the truth is, is us uh, Americans, we have what I like to call blessed people problems. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, like, we say things like, man, the Internet is so slow on this airplane. Yeah, yeah, right, right. 30,000 feet in the air. Man, it's not working the way I want it to. Or, you know, we, we walk in to, to this room in our house, and this room, its only function is, is it house, houses all of our clothes, right? It's called the closet. And we, we have a room in our house that's just for clothes, I mean, we got stuff in there we haven't seen in years. It's way too deep in there. I mean, we've got stuff that's got dust all over it, shoes all over the floor. We'll walk in there and we'll look for five or ten minutes. And we'll make statements like, I have nothing to wear. Come on. <laughs> blessed people problems. And, and here's the problem with, with, with blessed people and, and I'm just being the first to admit it, is we oftentimes we have this insatiable appetite for more. Blessed people sometimes struggle with recognizing they're blessed and what to do with the blessing, and we just, we just crave more of it. When I think about that, I think about the times that I take my boys to an arcade. They love going to arcade. Come on, man. You got to get a little skee-ball in your life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just, you know, we'll have fun and play games. But, but there's a trick that happens at the arcade. And, and you as a parent have probably experienced this like I have. Because it feels, it feels kind of deceiving. Because you're killing it on all these games. I mean, you're hitting the, the top of the skee-ball into that small little hole and thousand, 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 thousand. And you're seeing tickets fly out, bam, 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 bam. And, and your kids are thinking, oh, my goodness, we're going we're gonna to leave with a brand new car. <laughs> I, yes, I mean, we are killing it at the arcade. And you go up there and you got that ticket lady who's counting all your tickets. She's running through the machine. And you're just, you're seeing them zip through there, man. And you're thinking, oh, come on, cha-ching, cha-ching. We are racking it up today. And they announce, man, you have earned 20,000 tickets, 20,000 tickets, only to look down and realize for 20,000 tickets, you can get two Laffy Taffy <laughs> and six now and later. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about in the room? 
And, 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 and I don't know how your kids respond, but my kids are very decisive. It takes only a matter of seconds. They immediately know what they want, and 30 seconds later, we're out of it. Not, no, it's like a 30-minute experience, everybody, figuring out how we're going to use those 20,000 tickets. And the struggle is that they don't want the Laffy Taffy. They want the other cheap toy they have that's 100,000 tickets that would take us three years to accumulate enough to, to you know what I'm saying? And, and they've created this little trap because they know that we're always constantly chasing after more. We're so blessed, but we never live satisfied. And so we never get to experience the joy of why we've been blessed in the first place. Man, this morning, I believe God wants to challenge us. Over this series, God wants to challenge us. And the question that sets up where we're going today is, what do we do with the blessing? Are you with me today? What do we do with the blessing? If you've got your notes, go ahead and grab those. And let's look together and study God's word today. And I want to start out by pointing our attention to to a verse, a chapter, a book that was written to a church in Corinth from the Apostle Paul, and he says this in this one verse in chapter 9, verse 8 of 2 Corinthians. He says this, God is able to, everybody say the next word. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you, you will be able to do whatever you want to do. No, 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 no. He says, having all things at all times you will abound in every good work. He's, he's saying this, is that God is gonna bless you, but I want, I want to remind you because when it happens and when you experience it, I want you to understand why you have it. I, I'm, I, God is gonna bless you so that on every occasion and every need and every opportunity, you will abound in every good work. Over this series, I wanna use, I wanna use this at, this ladder to kind of illustrate uh, what, what, what blessings are like in, in our life. And I think this ladder, if, if you could just kind of get this idea, this ladder would kind of illustrate blessings in our life. And I'm so thankful they found the four-foot ladder, everybody, because I'm terribly scared of heights. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking about going to the next one, but I'm not sure I'm going to be confident there. Let, let's see. Yeah, no, let's hang out right here. Uh, Ladder, ladders are great, aren't they? I mean, we can do so much with ladders. I, I mean, we, we, can, we can paint a room. We can paint a little bit higher. With a ladder, we can hang a picture. We can change a light bulb. Oh, with a ladder, we can change the batteries in the smoke detector. Come on. And, and while I'm right there on smoke detector, let's talk about that for a second. I feel like the inventor of the smoke detector has somehow figured out a way to make sure that batteries only go out at the most inconvenient times. Or is it just is it just the Morris house? I mean, like we had, this is fresh in our memory, we had one go out this, this week. And of course, it didn't go out in two of the afternoon, everybody. No, it was one o'clock in the morning. I mean, I was deep in sleep, and I remember that I was, I became half awake because of the noise, but I didn't know what it was. And, and I mean, I was pounding my iPad thinking that the alarm had gone off, only to which I feel Jen shaking me. Wait, it's, it's not the alarm. 
It's the smoke detector. Well, listen, we ain't getting the ladder out in the middle of the night to change it. We figured this out. No, we just go hit the breaker switch. We know exactly which one it is, and we pray that we'll survive the night. You know what I'm saying? That might be the only thing you learn all morning, but it's a good tip, all right? Just save you. And, and here's, here's the deal with, with, with ladders, everybody, is that, that ladders are only good if they're in the right spot. A, a ladder that's not in the right place, everybody, it is pointless. I mean, this ladder right now, besides giving me the ability to be a little extra high and wave at you right now, is serving absolutely no purpose. A lot, how many times have, have you done this like me, right? You get the ladder and you get about halfway up and, 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 and you're right there and you're ready to change that light bulb only to realize that you're a little bit too far away from where you need to go. But you're, you're like me and you're too lazy to actually come all the way back down. So you're standing there and you're, you know, like one leg out balancing. You're, come on, anybody else in the room? All right, I'm the only one. Goodness. <laughs> And, and, and here's the deal is that unless the ladder gets in the right spot, the ladder has no value. It's really pointless. Let me, let me tell you this. You're like, where are you going, man? Let, let me tell you where I'm going. That's the way blessings work in our life. God didn't, God didn't give us blessings so that we could get to the top of the ladder and go, oh, yeah, look, every, look Facebook, look how blessed I am. Come on, look at, my, look at my new house and my new car and hashtag blessed. Look at us. We are so blessed. My family pictures, they're amazing. No, God has blessed us to be a blessing. God has, God has empowered us, and blessings only work if we've got them in the right spot, if we're using them for good, if we're making a difference. Because somebody say amen. Amen. And here's the key thought this morning is I, I want to live the blessed life. I want to live in such a way that my life outlives me. I want to live in such a way that my life outlives me. It's legacy. It's understanding that God has put us in this place, in this time, in this season to make a difference in somebody else's life. I don't want to reach the end of my life and live regret because I left some on the table or I decided, you know, what, I was going to be so consuming myself. But I want to live the blessed life and recognize my life has impact in somebody else's life. I'm created to make a difference. Why do we live the blessed life? Number one, if you're taking notes, because we recognize that heaven is our true home. Man, we're, we're just passing through. I mean, I mean I, I've never seen, you know, I've never seen a uh, U-Haul on the backside of a hearse, everybody. Listen, man, I mean, it's, it's all staying here. This is just temporary. And that's what Paul reminds his son in the faith. In, in Timothy, he says this in 1 Timothy 6. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their, their, their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He says this, you've been blessed to enjoy, but he says this, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. And this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life, which is truly life. Here's the deal, everybody. 
Our life is too short and our mission is too important to waste it. Your life is too valuable and our mission here on this earth is too important to waste it. Heaven is our home. People are gonna spend eternity somewhere. So God, I wanna use the, the blessings you've placed in my life to make a difference in somebody else's life. The second reason why is this is, is because there's limited time and there's incredible opportunity. There's limited time and incredible opportunity. Paul writes in Ephesians 5, he says this. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. He said, recognize the opportunity. Let me just go ahead and stop and hit time out for a second because I recognize the op- there's, a, there's a tension in the room. You know, this isn't one of those feel good, help make my life better type messages. This is one of those like Coach Wes messages, all right? I, I'm calling our church to do something that's a little bit out of our comfort zone. And here's the deal, everybody. To live a life that makes a difference is an uphill life. I mean, to do anything in life that makes a difference and an impact in somebody else's life is going to require some type of, of sacrifice in our life. There's, there's no books on Amazon called, you know, 10 Easy Ways to Slide into Success, all right? If you find one, let me know. That, you know, that, that's a hoax, man, because anything in life we're doing costs something. And, and God is reminding us, man, if you want to make a difference, it's going to require you getting out of your comfort zone, saying no to my flesh and saying yes to something great for God. The opportunity is great. And the reason I'm I'm so strategic and reminding us about this today is because we are walking into one of the the best seasons. Everybody, it's almost Christmas time. It's almost, believe believe it or not, some of you put your tree up this weekend. It's crazy, I know. And uh, we're walking into a strategic season. Uh, The two biggest seasons in all of church life, Easter is number one and Christmas is number two. And I just want to remind us as a church the opportunity that's in front of us. I'm believing this is that we're going to see a lot of people come to know Jesus Christ over this Christmas season. One of the things that we're going to do strategically, actually for the next two weeks, I'm going to teach, finish out this series, and then we'll have a week after Thanksgiving, and then starting December 2nd, we're going to do a real felt need series, a series that connects with people that that maybe are far from God or haven't been to church in a long time, we're going to call it Christmas at the Movies. Christmas at the movie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted. I, I believe this. And here, I'll just be honest with you. This series isn't for you. All right? Does that make you, I don't know if that makes you feel good or not. This, really, but, but here, here's who this series is for. This series is for everybody that lives on your street. This, is, this series is for everybody who's going to walk through a miserable season during Christmas because they've gone through loss and heartache and difficulties in their life and they need the hope and the love of Jesus. And here's what I'm gonna challenge everybody in this room to do that can hear me today as a part of our church. Let's go crazy inviting people to experience the love and the grace of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Awesome. I'm glad that my wife and two other people are excited about that. I, I, just, I just want you to catch a vision today of what could happen if we all believe that God could really change people's lives. And we're, we're gonna go all in and for four weeks. And then, and then we're gonna get a little bit crazy. And here's what we're gonna do. Is on the Sundays in December, 
we're actually going to create another experience for people to find God and find life. And so in December, starting December 2nd, we're going to have services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. You want to you know one of the biggest reasons we're doing this? Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Last week, everybody, we had over 200 kids check in to BC Kids. So, yeah, it's crazy. And, and, and here's, here's what I'm, 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 I've just either decided that, that you love kids or you really enjoy the process of making them. You know what I'm saying? Or may, maybe both. I'm not sure. But, but whatever the case, you, you're bringing them. And, and, and so we've realized this, is that if we filled this room completely up, we would have kids like out to Bruce B. Downs. And so we're going to create more space for our kids' environments. We're going to create more space to help people find the love and grace of Jesus. Amen. Anybody with me? Awesome. So how can you be a diff- make a difference? How can you be, be a part of, of living out what God has blessed you with? I want to give us three ways and then we'll go today and ask God to change and challenge us with his word. Number one is this, I will discover my gifts. I will discover and use my gifts. I'm looking out across a room full of people today who are so gifted and so talented and have limitless potential in the body of Christ. And God's word speaks directly to this in 1 Peter. Peter writes this in chapter four. He says this, Everything will soon come to an end. So be serious and be sensible enough to pray. Most important of all, you must sincerely love each other because love wipes away many sins. And then look what it says in verse 10. Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others So use your gift well. What's the word today to our church? You've been blessed. You've been gifted. Use your gift well. Are you using your gift well? Are you using your talent and your ability and your calling? Or have you let church hurt, past experiences, inadequacy, fear of failure keep you from everything that God has for you? Everybody, I love a good deal. That's why one of my favorite stores is Publix. Oh, does anybody like me, do you love a good BOGO deal at Publix? Listen, I'll just go to Publix not needing anything just to see what is on BOGO. Who's with me in the room? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 don't, I don't need nothing. But listen, I'm a sucker for a good deal. And oftentimes, I'll just come home with two new things, a peanut butter, because they're BOGO, and we got like three peanut butter in the pantry. But they last forever, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, I just fall for a good deal. We used to have a, a family at our church, and they moved away, and he, he became a good friend, and he worked for Kellogg, and we spent a lot of time together, and he would share. He was actually in management with Kellogg, and he was a rep for all of the Kellogg cereal brands, specifically with public stores. And so on one time, I remember him sharing all the inside to, to what goes on. And I, I, I love the strategy behind how the business works and a grocery store and how they make it all happen and how they put the deli and the bakery right 
as you walk in because you know you can't resist that smell of fried chicken, you know? And then there's a cake right next to it. And, and that's just everything I need right there on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> fried chicken and cake. Amen. And how everything in a grocery store is so strategic. He said this. He said, when I go into bid, and, and, and I've got my, my cereals, by the way, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, our BOGO right now, in case you need to stock up, family size. He said, he said this. He said, we, we bid to make sure that our products get in the right spot. He said, we actually, brands will pay more to make sure. I never, I never thought about this before. We'll pay more to make sure that our products don't sit on the bottom row, that they're eye level. Because the stuff that's on the bottom, that's the stuff that nobody buys because half of us can't even reach down there to get it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just collecting dust down there. He says, we, we pay more to make sure that when you're scanning, you see our stuff. And he said this. He said, every once in a while, we'll reduce our profit margin to make sure we get our product in as many hands as possible. So we'll take products like this. Sorry, this is General Mills, but it gets the point across. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Should have been BOGO, man. I don't know to... <clears throat> I'm saying? Hey, it was full price. That ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the deal. <clears throat> and, uh, Every once in a while, he said, we'll pay extra and, and we'll, we'll reduce our profit margin big time to get our product at, at that front kiosk because we want to be the first thing that you see when you walk in the store. So we're willing, we're willing to lose some money and not make as much money to make sure we get our product in as many hands as possible because we know if we can get you to buy it once, well, next time you'll just go back to where we're at. He said this. He said, it's important to have a great product, but what's even more important than a great product is to make sure that the product is in the right place. Does anybody see where I'm going? If product placement, it, it doesn't seem important to you, just go ask Blockbuster Video, all right? Product placement matters a whole lot. You say, Wes, where are you going? What I'm asking you today is where have you placed the product that God has blessed you with? Listen, God has gifted you and enabled you and empowered you to do great things for God. But listen, as long as you're on the bottom shelf in the back of the store and nobody knows what you're doing, you're calling or you're enabling, and you're just walking in and walking out and acting like, oh, this is all great. Listen, you haven't even reached the place where God can use you for his kingdom and glory. Somebody say amen in the room. And here's what I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge some people to get in the game. Because there's way too many people that can see me and I can see you right now that are enjoying church and the benefits of being a part of God's kingdom and, and, and not living to the potential that God has called you to live in, to discover your gifts, to walk in your calling, to step out of your fears and make a difference for Jesus Christ. Here's, here's what I believe. is a room full of people on mission doing what God has called can do could make an unbelievable difference in New Tampa and Wesley Chapel for Jesus Christ. We, we can do it. Are we using our gift well? Here's what I want to encourage you. Over the next two weeks, as we make our way towards two services in December, 
We're gonna make it as convenient as possible, but we're gonna run our start class at 9.30 a.m. the next two Sunday mornings. And I'm gonna challenge everybody in the room, if you haven't stepped into a place to serve and belong and be a part at Bay Chapel, I'm gonna challenge you to do it. Why? Because God has created you for more. God has created you to make a difference. You can go to baychapel.com forward slash start, sign up. We'll have childcare available for you. Because I believe this, man, when we all work together, man, we could do something great for Jesus Christ. I will discover my difference and make a difference. Amen? Number two is this, is I will serve others. I will serve others. I will discover my gifts. I will serve others. Matthew, Jesus says this, whoever wants to become great among you, bless you, bless, bless you. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm so thankful for the people who are committed and connected. I just want to celebrate today because every Sunday there's people making, there's making Bay Chapel. There's ladies like Angela Eikenberry. Man, uh, listen, Angela. And here's what I love about the coffee team is that, is that when, when the message stops flowing, the caffeine does. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps you, keeps you with me. Man, but, but, but it's just a way we show hospitality and love people and connect them and make the experience great. I love people like Mark who faithfully, man, set up pipe and drape so that our kids can love Jesus. I love it. I shared it last week. Our team 252, fourth and fifth graders wearing yellow shirts, loving on our kids, showing them how to be more in love with Jesus. You know what I love, guys, like Brian, who are faithfully out in that parking lot, sweating, caring, and loving people, making sure you don't rear-end anybody, you know. There's people like Will and Lee, who faithfully helped make our Bay Chapel food pantry happen. Listen, man. They're they're, they're on the ladder, and they're not just promoting themselves, but they're on the ladder so that their life can be used and poured out to make a difference in somebody else's life. All the different ways. We do this in our homes. We do this in our families. We do this at church, everybody. Man, where are you serving? Where are you making a difference? How is your life making an impact in somebody else's life? I will serve others. Let me just encourage you. One of the ways that we're going to serve others this Thanksgiving and two Saturdays from now, November 17th, we're going to bless over 300 families with Thanksgiving meals through our pantry, everybody. Listen. We, we put an order in for 300 turkeys this week. They're killing them right now, getting them ready. <laughs> kind of sick. But they are. We're not giving them out live, you know. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to love people with turkeys. Man, what an awesome way to go out and bless some, somebody who, who's in a difficult season. Because I believe this, when we hand them that, that meal, man, we're, we're not just handing them, we're handing them the love of Jesus. Man, we're, we're showing them God's love in a practical way. 
I will serve others. And number three, I will share Christ. I will share Christ. Because I've been blessed to be a blessing. And God has been way too good to me to keep it in. God, like when I consider how broken my life was and my issues and my pain and my struggles, you know what's, to me, getting to, one of the most exciting things about being a pastor is watching somebody come to know Jesus Christ for the first time. You know who the most passionate people are about telling others about Christ? The people who just found him. Sometimes when we've been serving God for a long time, we just take it for granted that we've been given a gift that helps us experience life eternally in heaven. But people who are broken, messed up at the end of the rope and find hope for the first time like they've never experienced it, they want to tell everybody about it. It's how we do when we go to a restaurant for the first time. You got to go there, man. The word says this, is we are Christ ambassadors. That, that God is making his appeal through who? Through us. Here, here's the question I have for you. If somebody never experienced the love of Jesus or never encountered who Jesus was, would they be able to know him because they know you? Would they be able to know about the grace and the love of God because they've experienced it through our lives? God, help us, help us to be ambassadors. One of the tools we'll give you as you leave today, a little card, it's in the back. Because we're blessed people, we have an opportunity to bless others. You can grab them on the tables as you leave. A little card that says this, something extra to show you God loves you. Here's what I'm a challenge. We, we can all do this. It says something extra to show you God loves you, and so do we. Bay Chapel. The next time you're in that Starbucks line or in that Chick-fil-A line, hey, man, what better way to show somebody the love of Jesus than with some Christian chicken? Come on, man. Like, that just says Jesus. It's, it, and let's just during this month of, of giving and gratitude and thankfulness, let's love people like we've never loved them. And let's show and share the love of Jesus. Is anybody with me this morning? Amen. 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 Why don't you bow your heads today and we'll close in prayer.